Language is really important when it comes to shaping thoughts. And one of the great strategies that we're seeing used by the radical left is the shifting of language to change the way people are thinking. Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you're listening to the Woman's Planning Podcast. Today, I want to chat with you all about some of the things that the left is doing with the language to shift the way people are thinking about certain issues, big issues, and the way that we are perceiving things in our society. With the leak of the Roe v. Wade decision a couple weeks ago, we've seen, obviously, a huge push in the pro-choice movement. And the pro-choice caucus in the legislature is going to be named the pro-abortion caucus. They have put out some languaging from uh, the House Democrats has put out some languaging around this idea because they want to shift the messaging to make this idea more palatable to the masses of people. And they want to obviously get more people to buy into their thought, their ideals around abortion. And they came out with this abortion messaging do's and don'ts. So they have harmful language, which is kind of the old pro-choice languaging. And then they have helpful language, which is the new improved language for the pro-decision, pro-abortion movement. So they put out this... uh, chart of harmful and helpful language, which I'm going to note for you. uh, I'll link for you in the show notes. But harmful language is choice. Helpful language is decision. So instead of pro-choice, you'd now be pro-decision. Harmful language is reduce abortion or safe, legal, and rare. And they want to make it safe, legal, and accessible. That's the helpful language. Safe, legal, and acceptable sorry, safe, legal, and accessible. So we've taken out rare and swapped it with accessible. And what does that mean? That means that we want to make sure that women all over the country have access to abortions. And we saw that in the legislation that went through uh, the House and the Senate last, or that went through the Senate last week from Senator Patty Murray about making abortion really expanding on Roe v. Wade and making it possible for a woman to get an abortion at any time and for any reason. And they might have also put in some uh, languaging about, you know, what kind of providers would be able to provide abortion and uh, relinquishing people from any kind of liability that would happen around an abortion. So we're going from safe, legal and rare to safe, legal and accessible So that's those are, to me, two very different ends of the spectrum, because that was the former argument was safe, legal and rare. And so we're really just blowing that out of the water. We want to change from unwanted pregnancy to unexpected pregnancy. Oopsie, I had sex and unexpectedly I'm pregnant. This goes along with the if you've been watching at all a lot of the messaging coming out from the radical left is in order to plan your family, you need to have full access to abortion. They're making it like abortion is the only means of family planning methods. So they don't talk about contraception, abstinence, 
different ways to prevent pregnancy. The only way to prevent yourself from an unexpected pregnancy is to be able to have an abortion. Harmful language is conscience clause and protections. The new helpful language is refusal of care or denial of care laws. And so this would actually be like this is incriminating language for providers instead of the provider having a conscience clause. Now we're calling it refusal of care. So a provider, my interpretation of this is that a provider would not be able to say, you know, this goes against my religious beliefs. That in turn would be now in with the new languaging would be refusal of care or a denial of care. And that would be against the law. Uh, We're going to change from saying back alley abortion and coat hangers to criminalizing health care. This is one of my pet peeves around this whole languaging that we've seen, especially in the last two weeks, is that abortion is health care. Abortion is not health care. And to sell it like it is about women's health care is very dangerous because now I personally have not had an abortion. I know and love many people who have. I know that God made us as women with this just innate piece of ourselves that's you know, wired to be a mom, to be a nurturer. There's no way around that. That's just the way God created woman. And I don't believe that a woman having an abortion is without consequence. And it may not be tomorrow. It may not be next year. It could be 10 years down the road. It could be, you know, later in life as she's, you know, in her last days where she reflects back to that abortion that she had and maybe having some regrets or feeling not even just regrets, but feeling something deep in her soul about that decision that she made. Because when we take for granted that these are actual beating hearts, these are souls and beings that God created unique and special, I think we are really putting women at such high risk for mental health problems when we make abortion health care and we make it like it just doesn't even matter you know it's just like you went to the dentist and got your teeth cleaned and you went and had an abortion you didn't just get health care you stopped a beating heart and I believe that we're going to see down the road that this is going to have major consequences and I have talked to many women who have had abortions that you know it maybe isn't causing them a mental health crisis but there's a part of them that has, you know, some emotions around that that are that they struggle with. And I think that we are going to see this is going to become an issue in the future with our women and we are going to have a crisis with women and I believe that that's that's part of the goal. And I I believe that this languaging is very evil and it's not going to be without consequence for our society and we're going to have very real repercussions of this in the years to come, especially as this is being pushed onto younger girls and they are just brought up in this society where you can kill a baby at any stage of pregnancy. We're not going to be without consequences of this. And I think the the harmful thing with this language is they're really using it to push their agenda and they're really using it to change the way that people think. And we have a responsibility to stand up and speak truth against this and to not sit back as they shift the narrative and shift the languaging around issues like abortion and like they're doing the same thing with 
guns, as we saw, you know, another tragedy over the weekend in Buffalo, New York, with a shooter up there. The way that they use languaging and the way that they have changed the way that they use languaging to shift the way people think about an issue is extremely dangerous. And for us to just sit back and go, well, it's just words. It's not just words. It's it's shifting the perception and shifting the thoughts of the American people around these very important big issues. So please don't go along with this languaging. And it's a lot like the, you know, the whole LGBTQ movement. They are just making up words for their movement. They make up pronouns. Michelle Obama had an Instagram post that I believe has been deleted because when I have, since I've seen the articles that have come out about it, when I went to her Instagram page, it no longer existed. But she had posted about the Roe v. Wade leak and she, part of her, uh, one of her slides said women and it had W-O-M-X-N. So it had taken out the A or the E and replaced it with an X and she got blasted by a few different articles on it. And when I went to check on her Instagram page, it wasn't there. So I'm sure it was at one time. I have no reason to believe that it wasn't, but it's no longer there. But that's another one of the areas that they have shifted languaging, you know, and they did it with the Latinx, or as Matt Walsh would say, Latinx. You know, people in Latin America, people who use the Spanish language, they don't They don't say Latinx. It's woke white people that do. But that's who they're trying to shift the the languaging on is the the woke white people and especially the young white people, because that's the majority of the American population. And so if they can get our children to buy in on this languaging, then they really can, you know, control the way that people are thinking about this and control the way that the that our society operates. And that's what's really dangerous about this languaging is that they're teaching this to our kids. So this all of this abortion stuff that I have just read to you with the harmful and helpful language, they're going to teach the helpful language to our children. They're going to teach our children why, you know, it's so important to, you know, have abortion as health care and any doctor that refused. Well, that's criminal activity. That's what they're teaching our kids. And so it's really important if you are a parent, a grandparent, a mentor, that you use the the truthful language and that you teach kids truth and highlight what's going on here. Show them how the how the radical left is really trying to shift the languaging to fit their narrative. And, you know, we've seen this over the last couple of years, even with the word vaccine. So it's not just that they shift the languaging. They just go right down and change the definition. And we saw the CDC change the definition of the word vaccine, because as we saw the COVID mRNA injection roll out, we saw that it wasn't actually a vaccine. So before 2015, the definition of vaccination was injection of a killed or weakened infectious organism in order to prevent the disease. Then between 2015 and 21, the definition was updated to the act of introducing a vaccine into the body to produce immunity to a specific disease. Then in September of 2021, the definition was updated to the act of introducing a vaccine into the body to produce protection from a specific disease. So notice we went from the word vaccination, meaning to produce immunity to to produce protection from. 
So that is a huge shift. And the fact that they can actually update what a word means in the dictionary based on what they decide in the current moment is very scary and should be very concerning to us all. And I know that when when this uh, particular word was coming to light and in the media and all of our social media and people started to see what was going on, a lot of people were really concerned and made noise about this. And we have to continue to do that because we're going to continue to see them doing this as we've seen with, uh, you know, even the word woman. We don't even, you can't define what a woman is anymore unless you're a biologist, apparently. And they're doing this across the board with our language to shift the way the society thinks about things and to control the way society thinks about things. So here in Washington, and I did an episode about this a few weeks back, there was a bill that went through our legislative session this year about changing the word marijuana in some of our laws because the word marijuana is racist. So they changed the word to cannabis. Now, I don't particularly have a problem with changing the the language in a bill from marijuana to cannabis. It's sort of just a game of semantics to me. But to say that the word marijuana is racist, now you're playing word games and you're doing that radical left agenda garbage. And we cannot, as conservatives, as common sense Americans, go along with that. We have to stand up and say, "Mm, we're not changing the bill just because you've decided that a word that we've used forever and ever is now racist. It's never been racist before. And what was particularly disturbing to me, mildly disturbing, was I didn't lose sleep over it, was that we had a lot of our Republican legislators who voted to change this word, regardless of because here in Washington state, the Democrats have the majority. So regardless of if the de- the Republicans had voted with them, this would have passed. So to me, if I were a legislator, which I'm not, if I were voting on this, I would have voted no, simply because of the principle that the word I would be agreeing with them that the word marijuana is racist. And so I think we have to take a stand against this whole war with language if we have any chance of winning. We have to stand for the truth. And it may seem like it's not a big deal because they're just words. This is what they're teaching our young people. This is what's going on in our schools. They're completely shifting the language with this whole critical race theory, SEL, social emotional learning, which are just their kind, CRT and SEL are pretty much synonymous the whole agenda is to shift the language that they're using with our children and the way that our children are using language as they grow up in our society. And it's not okay. It's very dangerous. It's all part of this radical left social agenda, socialist agenda. And we can't sit back and say, well, it's just words. It's not that big of a deal. These are things that we have to stand up against. And, you know, with this pro-choice caucus, which I guess is going to become the pro-abortion or pro-decision caucus. That's just another spotlight where I feel like God is going through with his flashlight going, look here, guys, look over here, guys. And this is another place for us to see what they're doing with this language to, to 
control the way people think about things. And we need to take control back. We need to stand up against it. We need to use truthful language. You know, when whether it's, you know, with our family or at work or, you know, if you're doing a podcast or on social media or with your friends, we need to use truthful language. We need to speak facts. We need to be common sense, voice of reason if we're going to win this battle. And we can't just bow down and say it's not that big of a deal because it's a huge deal. And we are going down this road off the left cliff and we're going really, really fast. And the way we slow it down is we start standing up and speaking up. And I I feel like I'm a broken record because I think I say that pretty much every episode, but it's true. And that's where we're at in our society. So I don't know if you have been aware of, you know, all of these different ways that they're shifting our language. It's I'm just giving you a few examples today and I'm going to put links in, in the show notes so that you can share those with friends and take a look for yourself and see what's going on. But this is going to continue to get worse. They're going to continue to change definitions and introduce new words as we're seeing, like I mentioned before, the new words that we're seeing as the LGBTQ movement forges straight ahead. And with them calling abortion health care, that's a huge shift. Um, in the languaging and for people to actually think that, you know, we didn't want abortion to be birth control. And, and now we're just calling it healthcare. So it's just like every other kind of healthcare. Why wouldn't you just go get an abortion and make it like no big deal? And so we can't, we can't allow this, we've got to stand up and we've got to ask our elected officials, as they vote on things similar to, you know, for example, that marijuana bill that I just spoke about, we have to ask them, like, what's your thought process there? We really need you to to be the person that's going to stand up and say, I'm not voting for this. We have to make sure that the people that we're electing are willing to stand up against things like this and that they're willing to vote based on the principle of the matter, not because it's going to stop a bill or not because they need to go along with it just to appease the other side, but for the principle of the matter of, you know what, that's not right. That's not truthful. And so I'm not going down that road with you. If we don't start doing that, then this is going to continue to get even worse. So I'm going to leave it there for today. Kind of a short one for you today. I've got a big event coming up with my friend Todd Herman on Friday at Cedar Park Church in Bothell. I am really looking forward to that. It's looking like we're going to have a sellout crowd. If you haven't gotten tickets and you are in the Bothell area and you want to come join us, we would love for you to join us. It's going to be an awesome night. It's called Will God Save America? Uh, both Todd and I will be giving speeches. We're also going to be joined by Washington State Representative Jim Walsh and Representative Jesse Young, and they're going to be speaking a little bit about um, Christianity in our government. And so that should be really interesting. And it's just going to be a night of, you know, like-minded people and faith and fellowship and, you know, something positive in this dark world where we can all come together as a family and just enjoy the presence of like-minded company. So check out the the ticket link in the in the notes. Tickets are only 20 bucks, so grab a friend and come join us. Like I said there we are expecting a sellout, so don't wait, get them today. And uh, I, I may or may not podcast on Friday. It's been kind of a busy week, so we'll see where we'll see where this goes, but I appreciate as always I appreciate you listening and um, if you like the podcast, please rate it, please share it and I will see you again next time. 